When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Recorded live. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the CRN Evening Show. My name is Terrence. I'm joined alongside of my co-host, Justin, from the Christian Radio Network. We are so blessed and happy to be part of a wonderful podcast. With you listeners out there, we uh, do apologize to our live audience who may be tuning in now. We're running about four minutes uh, late trying to get our software up and running, having a few technical issues, but all the glory goes to God. You never know. He may have uh, allowed those things to happen so that the right person could hear what they needed to hear. Justin, it's so good to be back on this week. Yeah, amen, Terrence. Absolutely. So good to be get, uh, be back from Tuesday. And uh, that's right. You know, God works in so many wonderful and mysterious ways, you know. Um, and uh, I, I don't doubt his abilities, his powers to uh, work even in the inventions of man. So definitely, Terrence. Great to be on. Yeah, and, and you know, we... Uh... <laughs> Normally, we use the time before the show to pull up, uh, you know, Christian headlines from around the nation, around the world uh, to talk about. But first, we got something we want to do uh, before we get our show started. Just kind of give you a quick rundown. We are uh, moving on in our Honest to God series, Real Questions People Ask in Our Bible Studies for Life. We are into Section 5, How Did We Get Here and Why? And then, of course, next Tuesday or our next episode, I should say, we're, uh, we're going to be covering our last question in this session. If God is good, why is there suffering? Two good, great questions, and we're going to give you the answers to those as according to what Scripture says and what the Spirit says. Uh, but before we get too much into that, before we get into our news and our talk segment of the show and our Word of the Week, Justin, tell our listeners how they can tune in to us right here on the CRN Evening Show. Absolutely, Terrence. Uh, you know, folks, we have been blessed with a variety of ways to bring you the CRN Evening Show, and uh, it seems like the number of ways is expanding every single day. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, just so many platforms that you can access the CRN Evening Show on. As many of you uh, know, uh, the CRN Evening Show is based right here on TalkShoe Live. So you can access us right here, again, at www.talkshoe.com, excuse me, forward slash TC, forward slash 137514. You can also access us on TuneIn Radio, and we are working with TuneIn to uh, bring us live on TuneIn Radio. Having a little bit of some issues with that uh, recently, but we will get that resolved as soon as possible. All the recordings uh, pr- of previous uh, broadcasts are on TuneIn, so you can go ahead and download the app, search for The CRN Evening Show, and it'll be right there available for you. We are also on an application called Miro. You can download that and, uh, and, and find us on there. Uh, and I believe it's is it is it double double talk is that right, Terrence? No, it's double twist. <laughs> double twist. First it was okay. First I got double speak. Now double talk. So I know it's okay. Double twist. Okay, so you can find us on uh, on double twist. Um, 
Uh, you can also access us on, on Zello. Uh, I know Brother Chuck is working closely with us to bring you the CRN Evening Show on Christian 4, where we previously based our broadcast from. Uh, so if you ever miss a show and you can't necessarily download the TuneIn app and you're kind of in a pickle, so to speak, you can go on Zello, as always, uh, and uh, get some previously recorded broadcasts on Christian 4. So just a number of ways, uh, very numerous, to, uh, to access the CRN Evening Show. Yeah, and we're, we're still working very closely with TuneIn, uh, who has an application for your Apple and Android devices, your cell phones, your tablets, and your computers, so that you can actually listen to these uh, on the go, so that you can listen to them in your car. Obviously, we want you to be safe when you're driving, so make sure you use your Bluetooth. Uh, but you can listen to those live and recorded. Now, the live portion on ta- or TuneIn, uh, we are working very closely with them. We have sent them the information that they have requested to uh, listen to us live, and we will find out tonight whether or not that, uh, that information was uh, entered into their system. We're hoping, if not tonight, by our next episode, we will be uh, broadcasting live not only on TalkShoe, but uh, tune in as well. Tune in, a very popular app. But, Justin, i got some exciting news. You want to hear, hear some exciting news? Okay, if it's the exciting news that you told me that you were going to share with all of our listeners, and me, because keep in mind, folks, I don't know what exciting news is. But, okay, what's the exciting news, Jared? Okay, so here, here's how I'm going to break it down to you. In our last episode, we talked about the different ways people can listen to our show and how many listeners tune into these applications regularly, unique users, which means That's right. usually it's, it's one IP address per user. Uh, and, and how that works is it's like your cell phone has its own IP address, your computer has its own IP address, your tablet has its own IP address, and so forth and so on. Uh, through TalkShoe, TuneIn, DoubleTwist, and Miro, we have the potential to reach over 60 million active listeners every wow. time we go on air. However, that's changed. We had a, uh, I was hoping our caller would be on the line, uh, a gentleman that you and I both know. Uh, we were assuming, let me rephrase it, I was assuming that he was listening to us via TalkShoe or some of our recorded episodes off of TuneIn, Double Twist, or Miro. Uh, but he told me that he was able to get our podcast on a site called SoundCloud. Now, after doing some research and some digging and some number crunching, crunching I should say, uh, SoundCloud has over 175 million unique monthly listeners to their site. Now, let me rephrase that. Wait, did, did you say SoundCloud? Yeah, SoundCloud, yes. 175 million unique monthly listeners. So the CRN Evening Show is now being broadcast, recorded episodes, on SoundCloud. So you can find us there as well, which now brings our total promising impacted listeners uh, of those that could potentially be tuning into our shows of up to 235 million people. That's 235 million people if you think about that. The United States has a population of 315 million people, uh, give or take a million or two. So uh, and that's a huge number. <laughs> I mean, and uh, I'm not say, we're not saying by any means that 235 million people are listening to our broadcast, but that shows from our first episode. We're in episode six, folks. Episode six. And here we are having the potential to reach that broad of an audience. I, I don't know how to attribute this. Uh, the only thing I can say is praise the Lord. I mean, this is not a work that we can perform here, folks. I mean, and, and the reason why I said... Is that SoundCloud? Did you say SoundCloud, Terrence? SoundCloud. I mean, I've used SoundCloud before. 
I have received um, links to SoundCloud before. So it, definitely, I mean, there's so many users on SoundCloud, uh, file sharing and, and sharing their their uh, their their pieces of music and uh, you know various uh, DJs you know throw up all sorts of mixes on there. I mean, uh, slow. Like, oh, praise God. I mean, this is just so much growth. I mean, wow. That's just great news, Terrence. Like you said, great news. In the words of Terrence, get out of town. Get out. Get out right now. Uh, but no, <laughs> I'm excited. I was, uh, when we were talking before the show started, it was about a half hour, hour before, you know, we began our show tonight. And we were talking, and I hadn't spoken to this gentleman in quite a long time. I'd say probably the better part of six months. Uh, because we mainly only communicate over Zello. Zello is one of our ministries that we use on the Christian Radio Network, which is a push-to-talk app that is live conversation that you can have on a daily basis with individuals all over the world of all different types of faiths, all different types of beliefs. And we are able to share the gospel of Christ through that application in real time to answer real questions. And really, that's why I love this Honest to God series, because this has not only been a, a great learning experience for our listeners, but for us as well, us who are involved in the Christian Radio Network in more than just a listening standpoint, but, you know, moderators, uh, speakers, uh, you know, like, like for instance, Justin and, and Brother Paul do a, a Bible reading uh, weekdays at 10, or I'm sorry, at 9, 8 Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. And, you know, that's just some of the ways that we reach out to our listeners on Zello. And over eight channels, Justin. Yep, absolutely. Over eight channels. And you know what's amazing, Terrence? How much growth we have seen in the Christian radio network in, since its inception uh, back in 20, I believe it was 2011. Um, it's crazy. Uh, we went from one channel. It all started back with a man by the name of Nelson Ray, uh, or Nell Ray. And uh, uh, I mean, one channel, he had a vision. Uh, a place where Christians could come together in fellowship and bring the gospel uh, to those that uh, that haven't heard it before or need to hear it and to spread the love of God. Um, and that was that was Christian, our main channel. You can go on Zello, search of Christian. Usually it's trending, so you can go to the trending channels part of the application and uh, usually find uh, Christian on there. Um, but just the growth that we've seen with now over 72,000 subscribers uh, from over a dozen countries all around the world. I mean, it, it, it's God's work. Uh, it's being done right here in the Christian radio network every single day. And, and keep in mind, folks, that number, 72,000, that number increases every day with people subscribing to the channels. Um, you know, we got to throw out an estimate, of course, but, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of growth, and uh, definitely a lot of testimonies, that have been brought to the channel, people who have been touched by God through our channels, um, you know, the prayers that we have uh, brought to the Lord uh, about certain people. I know, uh, Brother Terrence, you, you recently uh, brought a praise report uh, about your friend's father, who we prayed for last, uh, last show, I believe, uh, and the yeah. fact that he has come out of surgery with no cancer and no complications. So, I mean, that's just one of the many, many testimonies that God has brought to the Christian radio network. I mean, it's just an amazing platform. Yeah, and if I can comment on that, you know, uh, his name is Wes Gates. Wes is uh, married to my cousin Tracy. Tracy is the daughter of my dad's brother, so uh, she's my first cousin. And uh, 
her husband, very, very nice guy, definitely a, uh, a follower of Christ. His family and our family, really in particular, uh, are strong believers in God. Of course, you know, not, not everybody in our family uh, is, uh, is as fine-tuned with Christ as they probably would like to be or we would like them to be. But uh, they non- nonetheless, they have, you know, they have that belief that, that Christ died for their sins. They understand uh, the sacrifice that he made. But going back to what right. I was saying, Wes, uh, you know, Wes came through surgery just fine. They removed one lobe and got all the cancer. And as a matter of fact, they were thinking that since the cancer seemed to be rubbing the heart, that they might have to put a patch on his heart. But the cancer yeah. not only was rubbing the heart, but it was attached to the heart. However... They lifted the cancer right off the heart, and he doesn't have to have his heart repaired. This is a miracle. God heard and answered all of our prayers. Praise God. And, you know, we must believe when we call on his name that, you know, he, he can provide. Not, you know, well, we're not praying for hope. We're praying because we know God can do it, not if God can do it, not Father, we, we pray that if you can do this, that, that, you, that you would. We pray because, God, we know you can do this, but let it be your will. Right. And, you Absolutely. Know, and that's, that, that's the biggest difference. Oh, well, certainly, Terrence. I mean, you know, that's the difference between, you know, someone that's not so sure in our faith and the faith that we have in Christ Jesus, knowing that God has before proven himself to be faithful and proven himself to be effective at what he does. When he says something happens, let me tell you, it happens. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. God said, what, let there be light and there was light? There you go. It happens because God says so. He's an omnipotent, omniscient, powerful, all-seeing God, all-knowing God who has a love for us so deep. And when he says something, he means it. Now, you know, obviously, uh, we believe that, uh, you know, if we ask according to his will, it will happen. Um, but praise God that he has decided to work a miracle um, in, uh, in your friend's father's life. That's just absolutely amazing. So praise the Lord for that. Yeah, and, and yeah, praise God. He deserves all the glory because people who say miracles don't happen anymore are not looking hard enough. They're oh, yeah. Taking advantage of the blessings that we're given every single day. And talking about blessings, talking about how somebody can benefit from Christ and his miracles, ChristianHeadlines.com reports that I Love Lucy's Little Ricky finds Christ after Hollywood. Keith, wow. Uh, excuse me, Keith Thibode, I, I, can't, I can't pronounce his last name, T-H-I-B-O-D-E-U-X. I believe the last name is French. Uh, we're going to call him Keith because I'm sorry. I'm just not able to pronounce that last name. Who's best known <laughs> for his role as Little Ricky on I Love Lucy has spoken out about his past in Hollywood and how he came to Christ. Charisma News reports that he left Hollywood disillusioned after his parents divorced at age 15. He joined a band called David and the Giants and got involved with drugs. He quotes saying, I needed a savior because I got down to the end of my rope when I was playing rock. He states, it was at that point God answered my prayer, my cry. He continued, I found Jesus and God did a work in my life. I'm here today. The former child, former child actor now runs a Christian ballet studio alongside of his wife. He says, I don't need anything else but God and Jesus in my life because he is my beginning, my middle, and my ending. Such a positive news headline there. Just amazing. And it shows you. you know, and it's, it shouldn't take us getting to that bottom pit of our lives before we're finally able to see Christ. It shouldn't. 
But unfortunately, in this day and age in this world, and not in this day and age, but just in this world in particular, a lot of times that's what it takes. It takes us hitting rock bottom to find out where the foundation is actually at. Yeah, Terrence, it's, it's absolutely necessary. You know, uh, we live in a, uh, again, a fallen world. We live in a fallen flesh, and our flesh is so filled with pride, so filled with sin and wickedness that God has to show us the, the dire state that we're in before we're able to truly come to Christ and understand that we absolutely, positively, beyond a shadow of a doubt, need the salvation that is in Christ Jesus. So, like you said, it's unfortunate, but it's necessary seeing that we, we live in, the, in this flesh. And, you know, Terrence, I got another uh, amazing headline for you to hear here. Um, you know, I, I don't promote, uh, you know, any book in particular, uh, but Christian Headlines is also reporting that killing Jesus breaks National Geographic ratings record you know, something at least, right, you know, as far as positive yeah. news is concerned uh, versus the negative news that we have been seeing with ISIS killing Christians and, and villages and, and uh, all sorts of Christian persecution occurring here in our own, uh, in our own uh, country. Uh, killing Jesus, which aired on the National Geographic Channel on Sunday, March 29th, scored an all-time high for viewership at, get this, 3.7 million. Denmark for TV movie also received a rating of 1.0, the highest rating since the premiere of Killing Kennedy, which was also a book by Bill O'Reilly, in November 2013. And as it goes on to say again, uh, both Killing Jesus and Killing Kennedy were based off of books of the same titles by Bill O'Reilly and Martin Duggard. Um, now, Killing Jesus will be featured again, so if you missed it, you can definitely watch it. I haven't had the opportunity. On the Fox News Channel this Friday, that's tomorrow at 8 p.m., and on Easter Sunday at 8 p.m. It will also air across the globe in 171 countries. I don't know any of these actors, but if you know, the film features Haas Sliman as Jesus. Uh, excuse me if I didn't pronounce it correctly. Kelsey Grammer as King Herod, and Stephen Moyer as Pontius Pilate. So uh, certainly going to be something uh, that's uh, very amazing. Uh, I'd like to see it myself. But uh, that's, a, that's a great headline. 3.7 million people tuning in to see uh, what Jesus is about, uh, the, the historical validity and authenticity of the Bible. And, um, and the way I think that Bill O'Reilly portrays Jesus in his book is, is rather accurate um, from, from what I understand. Um, and, you know, you can chime in on this, Terrence, if you know any different. Uh, but, I mean, I, I find that to be really surprising, that people would want to watch uh, about Jesus. But that's just going to show you. Uh, we are seeking uh, God. Our souls are crying out for, for truth. We want to follow, uh, uh, you know, uh, to know his ways, I guess you could say, because God has placed an innate desire in us for us to know him. Now, albeit we'd rather seek our flesh, we'd rather seek the ways of darkness because we are, are sinful beings falling short of his glory, but it still goes to show you that God has placed in us that conscience, that understanding to know that he's real and to know that he wants to have a relationship with us. Yeah, I mean, it, it's very evident throughout the entire gospel, you know, that, that Christ, or, you know, Christ said on numerous times that, that God wants to have a relationship with us, that he loves us. That's why he came 
to our world so that he could live the life that we couldn't live, uh, right. you know, to, to, to live that spotless life, sin-free. And, uh, you know, I mean, that, that, that in itself is a, uh, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's just a, it's a testament to, to the love of God, the fact that, you know, a lot of people say, uh, when I say a lot of people, a lot of people who don't understand our faith in Christ, uh, the Lord, they, they don't understand why, why, why would God come down? Uh, how can God die? That's that's a big question that also comes in a lot to our our network. Is how can God die? If He's God, right. how can He die? Well, here's the thing. God humbled Himself down as a man, because see, the Word in the beginning there was God and the Word, and the Word was God. God was the Word. You know, it's you know to give you a little bit of a uh, to straighten a little bit of that up. It's kind of like being a father, a son, and a brother. Well, you're you're three separate things to three separate people. You're a father to your son, you're a son to your father, and you're a brother to your brother or your sister. You have three different titles, but you're the same person. The same works with God. He's the Father. He's the Son, and He's the Holy Spirit. Three in one. So God yeah, comes God humbles himself as a man. He dies on the cross physically, not spiritually, physically, in the sense of what we know. And spirit rests, and on the third day he rises again, conquering death, hell, and the grave. So that we, he, he took the punishment. He died the death that we should be dying. He was crucified and took the pain that we should be taking. And a sacrifice of that magnitude can never be paid back. But, that debt has been wrote off. It's been wrote off if you accept Christ into your life. You can accept Christ, live for God, and you're debt-free. You yeah. are debt-free. Imagine that today. Imagine you have $50,000 in debt and you have no hope of paying that off. I'm not saying that you're going to become debt-free if you accept Christ. Obviously, that's a prosperity gospel, and that's that's not accurate. Uh, but let's say you're $50,000 in debt. Imagine if today you were able to take that $50,000, throw it away as if it never happened. Never have to worry about it ever again. Never have to think about it ever again. The same is with salvation. You never have to think of your old self. You never have to think of your past mistakes. You never have to think of your past sins. You never have to think of the hate and the trouble and the pain that you were caused and that you may have caused that has happened in the past because when you accept Christ, you are born again. You're born again. Your slate is wiped clean, and you have a new beginning with Christ. And it's an amazing Amen. decision. And if you'd like to join us in conversation on our show, uh, if you're listening to us live, you can call us at 724-444-7444. Call ID is one three seven five one four. If you're listening to us on a recorded broadcast, we are live every Tuesday and Thursday at ten nine Central. That's ten p.m. Eastern, nine p.m. Central. We, we we look forward to hearing from you, and it, it's it's people like you that listen, that call in, that share your testimonies, that share your prayer requests, your praise reports, uh, and, and how you came to know Christ, that are going to impact the lives of our listeners. That's what makes the difference. That's why we're here. We're here to minister through love, mercy, and forgiveness. And, you know, Justin, you and I talked a little bit about the top. I think it was you and I. It was either you and I or it was Brother Mike over at the Christian Radio Network. We talked a little bit um, 
about mainstream Christianity and how damaging it is to our faith. And people are probably going to ask, you know, well, what do you mean by mainstream Christianity? Justin, would you care to enlighten them about mainstream Christianity? Sure. Um, you know, main, and, and you, and you, you, it was you and I that was talking about that, just to clarify. Right. But, um, you know, mainstream Christianity, it's manifested in different ways in our world. Um, you know, there, there is a, there's a certain gospel out there that says, hey, you know, if you, if you say a prayer, if you, if you just believe, hey, you have, a, you, have, you have a bunch of grace, don't worry about it. You can't offend God. You can live however you'd like. Just don't, don't worry. God has unoffendable grace. You know, there's a, uh, there's a, there's a gospel out there that Jesus is, is some sort of liberal Jesus who accepts sin, who accepts someone's person, who says, hey, it's okay if you're homosexual. Hey, it's okay if you're a fornicator. Hey, it's okay. I love you. You know, there's, there's a gospel out there that, that says that God is all love and no hate, that God is all love and no judgment, that God is all love and no wrath. But I'm here to tell you today, all those Gospels, and there are many more of them, keep in mind, are not the true Gospel of God. Yes, indeed, God is love. Yes, indeed, uh, God has amazing mercy for us. And his anger, get this, lasts for only a season. And his mercy endures. But we have to recognize that God is a, is a just God. God is a God who gets angry. God is a God that we can offend. And, you know, that mainstream Christianity, uh, this very uh, uh, liberal Christianity in which, again, your person is accepted, uh, a sinful lifestyle is, uh, is sort of something that is, you know, kind of like, eh, it's given this nonchalant uh, attitude that indeed hurts our faith. It gives off a perception that one is able to live in the flesh and walk in the spirit. But as the Bible says in the book of Galatians, chapter 5, and you might hear me flipping my Bible pages here, so forgive me if you hear that this sort of you know, cringling in the background. Uh, the Bible says here um, in the, in the uh, I believe it's in the, in the book of Galatians, chapter 5, uh, he says, uh, Paul says in verse 16, This I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. And there are many other places in Scripture that we can look at, one of them being, for example, Romans chapter 8, that talks, Living after the flesh, the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 13, For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. And you know, the Bible, in certain parts, in certain points, gets very offensive. It, it, it touches at the core. It reaches our hearts, as the Bible says. It penetrates to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It's going to hurt. 
It's going to hurt. But if we love him, we will follow what he says. The mainstream Christianity that's being produced today is a non-offensive, non-works-required gospel. Now, I'm not saying you're saved by works, but the Bible says that we have to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Jesus called upon us to live a life of obedience, uh, to live a life of walking in his commandments, to live a life where we deny ourselves, take up our crosses daily, and follow after him. Not a life where we say, hey, I believed on Jesus. Let me, let me, just, let me just coast. Let me relax now. I have time. Beware, the Bible says, harden not your hearts as in the day of provocation, where, or when, rather, uh, your fathers proved me and tried me for 40 years. Let's not, let's not harden our hearts against what the living God right. is saying. Be ye holy, for I am holy. Go ahead, Terrence. No, 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 I was agreeing with you. Go ahead. I, I, I couldn't agree anymore. I mean, your topic, uh, what you're bringing up is absolutely correct. Yeah, most definitely, Terrence. Um, you know, and that's, that's a spirit-led thing. Uh, that is something that the Spirit of God is preaching and, and speaking unto the church today uh, to repent from evil and wicked ways. The Bible says, let him that names the name of Jesus depart from iniquity. This is not the gospel that's being preached today. In the mainstream, of course, I'm not saying that you won't find that at your church. I know in my church that's being preached. I'm fairly certain at your church that's being preached. Uh, but definitely not the Joel Osteen-esque preacher, so to speak. The preacher that says, you know, God's love, read your Bible, just, just, just go to church, you'll be good. That, that type of deal is just not the way God wants us to live. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't disagree at all. And we've actually got a caller from southwest Missouri, Justin. Oh, really? Caller from southwest Missouri. Welcome to the CRN Evening Show. What, what's your name? Where are you from? Or you're in southwest Missouri. What's your name? My name is Andrew, and I'm from Springfield, Missouri. How about oh. you? Welcome, Andrew, from Springfield. <laughs> I think, I Good think evening, you may know brothers. <laughs> you, perhaps you do. I'm better known as the Bloodhound. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, ah, just like yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, welcome, uh, Andrew. It's good to have you on the CRN Evening Show. You're live right here on TalkShoe. And, of course, our recorded guests are our recorded uh, shows that are appearing on other platforms. Now, uh, we, we were hoping to have you on earlier. We were having some technical difficulties for those of you listening to us live. Uh, we weren't able to get you get you on fairly, fairly quickly early on in the show, but we made the announcement uh through our conversation that you and I had, Andrew, about uh, us now being on SoundCloud. So, yes. Uh, the other day, uh, that's the reason why I found out about the podcast. Uh, if, if for most that don't know or kind of not tech-savvy uh, or is tech-savvy and just don't know about it, there is a app or a website called SoundCloud. Now, most of the major... Radio shows all across the all genres uh, typically produces a podcast and it goes on here. Well, not only does that, but it, it pulls in podcasts from other other sources, like say TalkShoe or TuneIn or or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and, and it it, it kind of gives a wide database of different little podcasts that's been. 
course, it's all pre-recorded. There's no live shows on it whatsoever, except for the the major players. But uh, about two, three weeks ago, I discovered one of you guys' podcasts on it. Awesome. Well, what have you thought of the show so far, and what what is what has God been able to reveal to you through the show, brothers? I have got to say, you guys are truly walking in the Word. You guys got you. You guys have got the Spirit amongst you. You guys are are, are confronting the main issues that no other. And, and forgive me, I I, I kind of had to drop in a little bit later as well, due to do some other issues, uh, some family issues, family concerns. Um, but I came in about the time you guys was speaking on today's church. See, you, you guys. And yes, I am bragging about you. You guys are hitting these hard-hit questions that needs to be talked about. Nobody's wanting even so much as to be able to touch it. Because I'm not there with you guys. I believe there is a faction within the church, and it is growing and growing every day, that does not want to speak on the hard-hitting facts, the cold, hard scriptural facts about our lives, about our daily walk, and keeping our spirit within him. Just like you spoke of, and if anybody has ever been around me, has heard me call, call out armchair Christians. These are these Christians, and, and, and I'm, I'm taking aim at them now. These armchair Christians, they, they want the feel-good side of it. They don't want to be hidden about the stuff they may not have wanted to hear about, or they just want to hear the easy stuff. They just want to hear the the honey part of it. But mm, but yeah. there's a little bit of there's a little bit of vinegar floating around in the scripture as well to remind us of of that. And it is it is a weakness of the flesh to want to be be the hitting on, only on the feel good side of it. That's right. And you got mm-hmm. Joel Osteens. You got you got you got others. Uh, Joyce Meyer. Uh, I could probably name off a few more, but I'm not because they already know who they are. Because the good Lord above is looking down on them and saying, "Now wait a minute here. Let's 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 think about this. What are you doing? This is yep. not a, you're you're just hitting the high points here. You just made the you know." Uh, Get one body. What are, you, what are you doing here? You're just getting the high points and the only the happy joy joy side of it. Yeah, and, I mean, he's sitting, and the spirit. Yeah, and and the spirit is just sitting there looking at him like, are you truly there trying to save these souls? Are you truly there to try to edify these souls? Or are you just there to get one body to sit in a pew so you can have a very nice little tithing plate? Oh yeah. Well, well, you know, you know, Andrew. You know, the church has turned into almost a business, so to speak. It is. You know, it is. You know, just imagine the amount of money received alone through tithes every year. Uh, you know, uh, cumulatively, excuse me, um, throughout all the churches in America. Imagine. I mean. The church has turned into a business. Church has turned into a profitable venture where you put on a suit, you put on a certain image for you know an hour on one day out of the week, 
And there you go. Anybody can be a fly-by-night evangelist. Anybody can be a fly-by-night preacher, a fly-by-night prosperity gospel guy on TVN or some other network, you know? To get get warm bodies, to sell books, to sell audio tapes, everything but what they were truly supposed to be doing. That's right. Because here's the thing, and let me let me jump in and intervene there. You know, you're talking, you're, you're starting to bring in the mega churches, and a lot of a lot of criticism that Christians face today. Those who are walking in the light of God are trying to be a better better person in the eyes of God, not in the eyes of man, but the eyes of God. Are questioning why do we have these mega churches, but yet we have so much going on in our own country that Christians are not engaging. We have veterans sleeping on the streets. We have kids who are going hungry at night. In our own country, in the United States of America, at one time, the richest nation in the world, at one time. And in some cases, we still are, you know, a pretty pretty wealthy nation, you know, despite some of our debt that we've incurred. Yes. But, but when yes. you look at that, and we've got mega churches that are wanting jets to fly, you know, $60 million jets to fly their pastors from the East Coast to the West Coast that are wanting to, you know, add on this programming, to put it on television. That's great to minister to the people, but think about this. If we could take, I mean, for for instance, if a man is called to give the Word of God, to preach the Word of God, do you honestly think that he is going to care how much he gets paid every Sunday? No. He's not going to care because he's doing it because he is convicted by the Spirit to do so. And God will bless him in the ways that he needs to be blessed. And if it happens to be that he does get a good salary, that's fine. But by his own conviction, he should meditate with God and truly understand what he should do with the money that he receives. And in some instances, if you have a pastor, you know, and I'm not going to name any of the big, you know, pastors on television or televangelists that are making probably millions of dollars, my question is, what are you doing to reinvest that money into your communities, investing those into your food banks, investing those into relief funds for your church in order to fund soup kitchens, in order to fund homeless shelters, in order to fund, you know, uh, secondhand stores for clothing, essentials that people need. That is where we're failing. We're failing because we've entered that mainstream of like you talked about, Andrew, like Justin's talked about just before we got you on air. We're falling into that mainstream. We want to feel good. We want to feel accomplished. We want to feel that business is running smoothly. But here's the thing. Even businesses have hiccups because nothing's perfect, especially if it's not of God. Yeah. Yep, and they, right even, they even plateau out. There's even times that business will, will, will flatten out and just cruise along. Yeah, and, and I got to I got to say this, and, and uh, apologize if I interrupted. Uh, it's not even just you know not only just the mega churches, it's some of the larger churches. You can even find find this going on even in, well, you can probably walk into any church, and find this going on. See, back and, and here's that is here's another thing about me. I'm also I kind of kind of follow history. This nation of ours, and let me remind everybody else that's listening, this nation of ours was founded on Scripture. Let me remind you of this. In Independence Hall in Philadelphia, 
when they started talking about writing out the Constitution of this United States was, they prayed. They started each and every single day with a prayer. They ended that day with a prayer. Wow. If they had run into an argument they could not solve on their own, they went to our Father for the answer. Wow. Amen. If you look at it nowadays, you go into it nowadays, you can see, like, like you guys were talking about, with, with these guys flying around in these multi-million dollar jets and tithing into this bunch of the money, and, and, and are, you're right, they're not, they're not just, well, I just lost where I was going with it, but. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, amen. I, I okay, basically put, okay, here, here it is. Basically put, we're more concerned, our nation's government, and even our churches, is more concerned about what goes on in the rest of the world, but yet fail to look what's in their own backyard. They fail to see those children two blocks down that are sitting in a cardboard box that is crying out for Jesus. And Jesus is up there wishing and wanting the, these these pastors to turn to them and use his, their works to reach out to them. Amen. That's, that's, that's another thing that is going on. That's the reason why it has gone into the path that it is as, as far as churches go. They have turned away from what they were meant to do. They was turned away to be something different. And they think, oh, let well, somebody else take care of it. Allow somebody else. We got government funds for this. Let them take care of it. No, it was, there was no such thing as these handouts. Whenever it comes to hard times, the communities, the fellow Christians came together to help and hold up one another. And these, these pastures, and, and yeah, I'm hitting back on these mega pastures, and I do claim them to be armchair Christians. Very bad armchair Christians. You know, instead of worrying about whether you're going to get a new Gulfstream G5 or the latest and greatest Cadillac that's coming off of Detroit's floor, mm -hmm. God tells you to lie on him and he will provide. Basically put he is telling them, guys, don't worry about making the money. I will take care of you. You take that money, and you take care of those around you. Take care of your fellow brothers and sisters. Reach out to them. Hold them up. That is one of the greatest ministries any of these pastors could ever do. And yet they don't do it. Yep. Yeah. Amen. Absolutely, brother. Um, you know, and... I think, you know, ultimately, uh, just to uh, just sort of wrap up what we were saying here, you know, ultimately, I think, again, the church, I'm sorry, the Spirit is speaking unto the church, repent, turn away from yes. the flesh. You know, it's a yes. time for revival. Um, and as this quote from, uh, from Brian Edwards says here, it's a great quote on, on revival. He says, and, and, and I don't mean to quote the word of man, but this is a great, a great quote. We often have a tinted view of revival as a time of glory and joy and swelling numbers queuing to enter the churches. 
that is only part of the story. Before the glory yes. and joy, there is conviction, and that begins with the people of God. There are tears of godly sorrow. There are wrongs to put right, secret things to be thrown out, and bad relationships hidden for years to be repaired openly. If we are not prepared for this, we had better not pray for revival. Another quote here from Stephen Olford. Um, uh, when God breaks into a life or a community, nothing else matters save the person of Jesus, the glory of Jesus, the name of Jesus. That's what we Amen. need to be focusing on. So thanks, Andrew, for joining us here on the, uh, on the show. Certainly appreciate it. Stick around uh, as we cover our uh, Honest to God series. We're moving on into a different topic. We're kind of focusing on the, uh, on the book of Genesis here. So thanks once again, uh, Andrew. Thank you very much, brothers, and many blessings to each and every one of you. God bless you, brother. Yeah, God bless you, and, and definitely stick around. Yeah, you you can definitely tell the the passion and the fire was in Andrew's voice, and those of us who know know Andy, as we like to call him, but uh, Andrew is, is a phenomenal individual, truly a person that loves the Lord, that loves the Word of God, that studies oh, yeah. the Word of God, and, and, and a valued opinion there, and that's actually... I'm, I'm, I, and Andrew, you, you have an open invitation to be uh, a part of our show in the future. So uh, definitely, definitely don't be a stranger to our show. Uh, we, I'm, I'm curious to see what, what some of our feedback is going to be after this show tonight. But uh, moving, moving on, in, uh, Absolutely. <laughs> in, because you're going to step on toes. I mean, you're going to offend some Christians, like he said. You're going to have some Christians that, ooh, that feels so good. I can, I can go and I, I can go party this weekend and I can come back and I can ask God to forgive me and all is well. That's not how it works. But that's, we'll continue that conversation uh, later on if we have enough time in the episode. But uh, <laughs> uh, how did we get here and why? As we move on into our fifth section of our Honest to God series, real questions people ask, Bible studies for life. Uh, you know, the universe is here because God spoke. I think you mentioned that earlier, Justin. You know, the world around us is so full of fascinating and intriguing things. We have not even scratched the surface of understand, understanding all the marvels of the universe. At the University of Cambridge, a physics laboratory called the Cavendish Laboratory has the words of Psalm 111, verse 2, inscribed over the entrance to its building. The works of the Lord are great, sought out all of them that have pleasure therein. Wow. It's the King James Version. Science and faith are not opposed to one another. Many scientists do not separate God from scientists, or science, I should say. They see God behind the science. When you look at the wonders of the universe, what does it tell you about how it came, all came to be? How the view, uh, or excuse me, how we view the origins of the universe influences everything that, you know, everything else about our worldview. Did everything come to exist merely by chance, or is the universe and everything in it the creative work of an intelligent being? The Bible points us to an all-powerful and personal creator who was and is responsible for everything in the universe, which he spoke into existence. And uh, Justin's going to be sharing some verses with you, um, and, and there's actually quite a few. So, Justin, I'm actually going to uh, let you read these certain verses, uh, and then we'll, we'll cover those verses it's going to be Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, 6, 9, 11, 14, 
and 20. So, Justin, if you don't mind, if you'll read those verses for us, uh, he's going to be reading from the King James Version. Yeah, most definitely, Terrence. Uh, Genesis chapter 1, starting at verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Moving on to verse 6, and God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Moving on to verse 9, and God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. Moving on to verse 11, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. Moving on to verse 14, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And finally, moving on to verse 20, and God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and fowl, that they may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. Whoa, amazing. Yeah, and in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, John echoes the truth of God's creative power that Genesis 1 describes in detail. As we understand creation, we more easily understand other Bible teachings, such as the fall of man, which necessitated that Jesus Christ die for our sin. What you believe about creation determines what you believe about humanity. Your view of humanity reveals what you believe about sin. What you believe about sin shapes what you believe about our Savior, Jesus Christ. God did not leave us with the option of choosing what parts of Scripture to believe. The Bible's testimony is six-day creation and third-day resurrection. Here are three basic views of the origin of the cosmos. One, an all-powerful God spoke everything into existence. Two, there was nothing and then there was something. It just happened. And three, matter has always existed and is eternal. At a point in time, matter randomly became organized. God created ex uh, excuse me, created ex nihilo, I believe is how you pronounce that, out of nothing. Theistic evolution has been rightly labeled as a theological disaster and an unintentable position. God spoke the universe into existence. At least nine times in Genesis 1, you will find God said. These two words emphasize God's awesome power. He has the ability to command nothing to become something. Many people are creative. The difference between their creation and God's is they create things out of material that already exists. God created the universe out of what did not exist. Nothing exists in creation that God did not first call into being. Scholars frequently use ex nihilo, I believe, again, forgive me for that if I pronounce it incorrectly, to describe God's work of creating without pre-existing material. This staggers our finite minds and reflects the incomparable power of God. Note the purpose given for each element. God's work in creation is purposeful, not haphazard. 
we see the priority of God as the author, source, and cause of creation. The miraculous manner of his creative work as he spoke, excuse me, speaks things into existence. The scope of his creative work that encompasses the heavens and the earth. On day one, the first day marks the creation of light. God evaluated the light as good and named the light day, and the darkness night. His act of naming signifies his ownership of creation. Day two, the Lord made a division between the waters and the atmospheric heaven. Notice the statement in fulfillment in verse 7, and it was so. We see increasing movement in day three from form, formlessness to fullness. God set boundaries for seas and provided for dry land in verse 9. He called the earth mm-hmm. to produce vegetation, plants, trees, to bear seeds and fruit. Verse 11. Day four, on the fourth day, uh, came God's purposeful creation of the sun, moon, and stars, lights to regulate day and night, times and seasons. And on day five, God created <coughs> excuse me, life in the seas and skies. Then he pronounced the first recorded blessing in the Bible when he blessed these creatures with the command to be fruitful and multiply. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 27. Justin. Yep, absolutely. Genesis 1, 26 and 27. God said, Let us make man in our image after our... And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And all of God's work up to this point was simply a prelude to his ultimate act of creation on the sixth of the day. What is unique about the creation of the first man and woman is God created them in his own image and likeness. God fashioned the human with attributes that reflect his own nature, attributes that would enable him to have a relationship with God. The human was made with the capacity to know God, to have a relationship with him, to represent his interests on the earth. God created human beings to have dominion over all of the earth, to procreate, to labor, and to steward his resources. Before the fall, described in Genesis 3, humans, male and female, existed as the image bearers of God, untouched by the devastating disease of sin. The Bible repeatedly emphasizes that the God who created us in his image created us male and female. There are no generic human beings. We are either male or female. This carries enormous implications for marriages and families. The uniqueness and sanctity of human life may be traced back to the reality that God made us in his image. People are not the product of fate or chance. We are the result of the purposeful, creative power of a holy God. Being made in God's image brings with it uh, an inestimable, or excuse me, a, uh, an unestimable, I can't, I can't speak today, <laughs> privilege and distinct responsibility. The image of God in us has been marred, leading us to pursue our own purpose rather than the purpose for which God designed us. But in redemption through Jesus Christ, God's purpose for us is restored. Lasting peace and true realization of our purpose comes from being highly, excuse me, rightly related to the God who created us. So here's our challenge for you this week. 
for today. The Bible points us into an all-powerful and personal creator. How does this reality influence your life? Trust in God with your circumstances. Since God can speak a universe into existence, pretty sure he can be trusted with your life. See people as God sees them. Just as you are created in God's image, so is everyone else. Leave someone to discover the value God has placed on him or her. Value God's creation. We don't worship nature, but identify ways you can care for God's creation. You were created in the image of God. You know, let that truth influence your words and motives. But I want to share from uh, BibleStudiesForLife.com's Home Life magazine. A deeper shade of green. Green is the new black. Environmental awareness is trendy, cool, and vogue. What was once reserved for Birkenstock-wearing flower children is cruising into the mainstream like a speeding Prius. Fashion is green, outdoor wear company. Uh, uh, companies produce fleece jackets made from recycled plastic bottles. Even Sam's Club now sells jeans and T-shirts made with organic cotton, making Walmart the largest purchaser of organic cotton in the world as of 2006 and Justin I was not really? aware that it was in there. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't aware that wow. it was in there. But uh, but yeah, I mean that just a just a little uh, a hint there that it's okay to to want to protect God's creation, to invest in the creation of God. However, it's not okay to worship it. God is the only true God. He He's it. He is it. Do not put any other gods before Him. Whether it's your work, whether it's your hobby, whether it's your passion in life, put God first. He puts you first. Shouldn't we do the same? So that's our section for this week of honest to God, real questions people ask next week. Or excuse me, I keep saying next week for some reason. I feel like I'm back in that, that TV show I did a few years ago. Uh, <laughs> next next episode, episode seven, which is a pretty unique number to end on for this series. If God is good, why is there suffering? Come on. Surely if God exists and he's love and he's mercy and forgiveness, why would he allow us to suffer? It's not fair. It's not right that we should suffer through this. It's not right I should have cancer. It's not right that my family should be falling apart. It's not right I should be in pain. Well, you're, you're yep. stating the wrong statements there. There is a, a misguided and false presupposition that people base that question off of, not to get too much into into that topic. It's that if God exists, there's going to be this absolutely perfect world. There's going to be cupcakes and rainbows. Nothing's going to go <laughs> wrong, even though we're sinning against God. Uh, yeah, what kind of thought is that? But to quickly comment on uh, what you had said there uh, to, to wrap up the, uh, the, the series there, uh, or the uh, current topic there, rather. Uh, you know, God has just placed it in us for us to know him, uh, for us to know that God has created the universe. He has left footprints there for us to see him, brush strokes, if you will. The trees that are outside of my apartment right now bear witness of the glory of God. The trees that are outside your house bear witness of the glory of God. Your hands, just look at your hand, the way you're able to clench it into a fist, the way you're able to, to, to bring up your index finger, and then your, you know, all, all sorts of different fingers and move them in all sorts of different directions. That in and of itself bears witness 
of the glory of God and the power of his creation. So for someone to, to say, well, you know, uh, I'm not going to believe the Bible when it says that God created the heavens and the earth. My friend, you are misguided. You need, to, you need to see that truth. And God is willing to reveal that truth to you if you want to understand more the mysteries and the wisdom uh, of God. Uh, he is willing to, uh, uh, to give it to you if you seek him with an honest heart. But uh, to quickly transition here into our CRN Word of the Week as we wrap up our show, CRN Word of the Week is uh, in Romans chapter 10, starting at verse 9 through 13. And my first thought, the first thought that came to my mind of the week was found in Romans 10. I thought, huh, can it get any more salvational? Romans 10, 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be if there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord be saved. And as always, folks, the Seer and Word of the Week is found on our Facebook page. You can go on to facebook.com and search the Christian Radio Network or Christian Radio Network, whatever you choose. It should come up with our, uh, with our uh, profile picture, uh, the cross, and uh, come fellowship with us, what you see on our, on our channel. So what uh, Brother Paul has is his profile picture sometimes. Uh, you know, so uh, it's, it's definitely an amazing word that we have every week, thanks to Brother Paul posting it on there. Yeah, most definitely. And and don't forget, for more information, you can always log on to ChristRadio.net. As we move forward, we've already passed our, you know, just to let our listeners know, we always try to shoot for a show that's approximately an hour long. We don't want to keep our listeners too long uh, because, you know, sometimes uh, sometimes shows can run too long. It doesn't matter uh, in what whatever it could be over. Uh, and we, we try to stick to that time constraint, but we've had the Spirit of God moving in our broadcast tonight. I felt it. I think Justin has felt it. Uh, our friend Andrew, who was on earlier, oh, yeah. who's, who's still listening in, uh, felt it. But, uh, you know, it's amazing. And we're going we're gonna to finish our show uh, as we would, as if we had started about, you know, 40 minutes ago. So uh, going on to our prayer requests, testimonies, praise reports, uh, I'm looking here on our excuse me, our uh, communication platform that we use in the Christian Radio Network to stay in touch with each other and uh, share information. Uh, Sophia, who is a part of the Christian Radio Network, uh, she is still struggling. She she got rid of some, some good friends. You know, we all love animals. We all have our pets. We have our dogs, our cats, sometimes even goldfish, not the ones that, you know, you keep in the cabinet that you eat on when you get hungry, but I'm talking about the real goldfish. Uh <laughs> We, we we all have our pets that we, that we that we that we cling to. They become a part of the family. I had a Weimariner that uh, was three years old when she passed away, and Justin, it broke my heart. I I thought my world had come crashing down because they become a part of your family. And oh, she's sure. having some she's having some difficulty struggling with you know her cat. She you know you, you it, it's like you losing that part of the family. You wake up thinking they're going to be there. So we definitely want to lift her up in prayer that God will God will bring her some comfort. 
Maybe he'll bring a, a dog into her life. Maybe he'll bring another cat into her life. So uh, we pray for uh, for her peace and in, in her her spirit. Also, uh, Samantha says to pray for her coworkers' family. She passed away yesterday. Um, I believe her coworker is the one that passed away. Uh, Sister Samantha. Matter of fact, we got her on the line. Samantha, uh, welcome to the CRN Evening Show. If you could give us some uh, some clarification, real quick. Um, if the system's going to respond here, if it does, just go ahead and cut me off. But uh, uh, not sure if it's going. There we go, Sister Samantha. Can you hear me? Hello. Yeah, there you are. Hey, uh, uh, just for some clarification on your prayer request here, you said that to pray for your coworker's family. Now, was it your coworker that passed away, or was there somebody in uh, your their family? Um. My coworker, uh, she had a heart attack yesterday morning around 3 a.m. Oh, no. Okay. All right. Well, we appreciate that. Stick around on the call, Sister Samantha. We want to talk to you a little bit more about that. Um, we'll definitely lift uh, her coworker up in prayer. Also, a, a praise report from Tanya said her sister Joe had a stroke recently, and even though she knows that she has a difficult road, she has made great progress. So praise God on that. And, of course, early in the show we talked about my cousin's husband, Wes, who is recovering from that uh, that surgery to remove that, that cancerous tumor. And, and praise God on that. Praise God there's been no more complications. It wasn't as bad as doctors originally had feared. Uh, you know, a lot of faith being spread around here, and we know that God's going to bring comfort to those who are in need of comfort and peace, Justin. Yeah, absolutely, Terrence. You know, God is just an amazing God. I know I'm sure there's uh this uh, uh, scripture before it's found in Philippians chapter four. If we if we lift our prayer requests to God uh, through uh, prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, the Bible says that uh, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, shall keep our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It's an amazing promise that God has. So let's just pray uh, for our friends here on the Christian Radio Network. Let's pray. For those that may be listening that don't know Christ, maybe one day they can come to the decision to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ for their salvation. Uh, let us let us bow our heads in, in reverence to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful time that you have brought us here in the Christian Radio Network. We know, Father, that you are moving. You are, you are moving ever so quickly. Uh, there was a song forget the name of the song, Lord, but it says, God is moving. You are moving, Father. You are moving at a very fast rate. We are trying to, to keep up, and you know that, that we know that uh, um, you are always there to take our hand um, so that we can follow you and uh, and be led by you and, and be in your ways. But, Father, I'd just like to uh, lift up uh, my brothers and sisters to you, Father God. I'd just like to pray for the Christian Radio Network. I'd like to pray that uh, you would bless the Christian Radio Network, Father, that you would uh, uh, bring unto us uh, you know, truth and holiness, righteousness, and knowledge and wisdom and understanding that we may give that uh, unto others, unto those that need to hear. Father, I'd just like to pray specifically for Sister Sophia. I'd like to pray for her comfort right now. I'd like to pray that even the Holy Ghost would, would touch her even right now um, uh, concerning the animals she's had to let go. Father, we know that you've given us animals um, uh, for certain purposes, and uh, obviously domesticated animals, uh, to become a part of our lives, Father. 
Um, so we ask and we, we pray, we hope for uh, the comfort that is to come to Sister Sophia. Uh, Father God, we also pray for Sister Samantha's co-worker's family. Uh, the co-worker, as you know, passed away. And, and Father, it just reminds us that every single day we are getting closer to the day that we will be called home. And it is very, very serious. Uh, we should be concerned because tomorrow's not promised. We know that our lives rest in your hands, Father, but we don't know what our time is. So you are telling us to get ready. It's just a, another testimony of that. But, Father, I pray for comfort in her family's life, and I, and I pray that, uh, that they would know um, that if she believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, she is with you. Father, I would also like to pray for uh, uh, Sister Tanya's uh, family member. Uh, I, I'd like to pray uh, that uh, that you know she would be touched and, and that uh, there would be health in that in that area. I'd just like to pray uh, that uh, you would uh, lead uh, her family uh, in in the time that, that they're going through right now and, and the issues that they're that they're facing. And I know, Father, that uh, that you will be there every step of the way to guide each and every person, even uh, Sister Tanya, during during this time. Um, and Father, I'd just uh, like to pray for any of those that are listening to our show, uh, listening to this show right now, that don't know you. Father, may they be touched by your grace. May they be touched by your love. May they know that you are a living God, that you desire have such a wonderful relationship with them in eternal life in the kingdom of God. Father, extend to them that hand of mercy that you have extended to us. Show them your truth in an intimate and personal way, the same way that you have shown each and every one of us here that have believed on your Son's name. So we give you the praise. We give you the glory as we go into the weekend to worship you, Father, and to specifically praise you for the amazing power that is in Christ Jesus and the resurrection of Christ, uh, we pray that you will bestow upon us spiritual blessing and revelation so that we will know where should we should go and how we should continue in, in our walk with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And a beautiful prayer. And, and it just goes to you know, folks, all of you who are listening, whether you are uh, listening to our recorded broadcast or you are listening to our live broadcast, we we take all prayers, just like God. We take all prayers because we want to help you lift them up to God. Not because you need help to talk to God, but because God wants us to make our requests known unto him because he will exalt us in due time having that faith in the absence of worry. Because if we have worry, we have the absence of faith. As we enter that note, don't forget, next episode, Episode 7, Honest to God series conclusion, with our final question that we answer. If God is good, why is there suffering? If you'd like to get a head start, you can reach uh, Job chapter 30, verses 26 through 31, and Job chapter 42 verse 1 through 6. It's been a pleasure. It's been so much fun talking to you guys, sharing the Word of God, sharing praise and testimonies, sharing prayer requests and stories of happiness 
and blessings that God has brought to us, and even sharing our most exciting news of the day, 235 million potential listeners that can tune in it. to our show. I can hear you there, Justin. <laughs> but, still, uh, still, still shocked. I mean... <laughs> I guess Justin decided not to speak. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing. It, it, it's, it's fantastic. But as always, you can check us out online at ChristRadio.net. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We are going to be on Velo following every show that we have on Tuesdays and Thursdays. You can also check for us through the week. Check out our moderators. Go to ChristRadio.net for all of our channel listings in Zello. Come fellowship with us and have a wonderful, wonderful week. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart.